It's time to decide. You must choose your subscription box. Do you want fluffy, fuzzy things? Do you want a watch that you'll barely even wear? How about more collectibles to fill the shelves in your room? No! You don't want that. You want horror movies, and you want them on DVD. No, you want them on Blu-ray. Well, buddy, it must be an omen, because here I am, and here's HorrorPack.com. Join HorrorPack.com for $19.99 a month and get three killer DVD movies plus one exclusive. Or join up for $24.99 a month and get three Blu-ray blood soakers and an exclusive each month. There, now you've made up your mind. Or I have. HorrorPack.com for the best scare anywhere. Welcome to Achieving Reality Film School. This is where we interview filmmakers, writers, actors, and more. Welcome back to another Achieving Reality Film School. This week we talk to Chris Etheridge, writer, producer, and director of Haven's End. We hope you enjoyed this interview as much as we did doing it, and we'll see you at the end. This is our first one. Okay, yeah. So because they, they did it, you know, the last two years have been at down in Peachtree City at the mm-hmm. at the uh, Crown Plaza down there. We'd had a little bit of difficulty making that, but it's it's a it's hike. It's because yeah. of the drive. It's know. a hike, yeah. Um, it's about it's about an hour from my house. I'm in Alpharetta, so, um, so it'd be even further, yeah, way further for you guys. Not that we wouldn't have made it, but but no, but I just I, th- we've this been is, very this groggy. This is a really inter- like this is it's a very different sort of venue. Uh, I really like it though. I like I really like like what they've done this year. Um, and what Vanessa's pulled off. And it's interesting because you walk in here, from the outside, you really don't have a good idea of what the big layout space. is. Important. It's a big space, but it's divided out. Right? Not how you would expect it to be. Right, yeah. Like, even where we are now is kind of this weird sort of lounge in the front above the box office, right? Mm-hmm. And there's another one and upstairs. Then, and there's another one upstairs, right? And then and then the back, the actual theater, is tall and fills up the back of the building. When we went to the first block that we went to, I didn't even think about there being a balcony in there. Right. And I actually walked past the, the door to it several times. Right, right. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. And Because I had made a joke about the balcony being closed. I said, oh, Siskel and Ebert must be in there. Then it occurred to me, oh, yeah, there's a balcony here. Yeah, it's one of these, uh, one, uh, for people listening, it's one of these classic old theaters that obviously has been here a long time mm-hmm. and uh, and has been sort of revitalized probably by this, if I'm, if I'm judging from the sign out down front, the city of Marietta and a lot of corporate sponsors have really sort of mm-hmm. a lot of people have come together made it made it a really nice thing and the location is fantastic because we're right here on Marietta Square in the town square so mm-hmm. there's you know there's restaurants and shops right all over here and then theater also you know they can do live shows right and, and it's a, right and it's a classic theater so it's not just a movie theater mm-hmm. they've got a screen but they've also you've got a stage yes and, and you can do no reclining chairs mm-hmm. I'm sorry yeah it, it is the old style but uh, the- chairs. 
that's fair. But the chairs aren't the chairs are nice. Not, yeah, they're not super uncomfortable. And they're spaced out the way they're supposed to be, so that you're looking between two people and not right, right at the back of somebody's head. Right. And I think about I think from what I heard, they're thinking about doing it here next year as well. That makes sense. Which yeah. would be great. Yeah, so, I mean, it's gone really well. So mm-hmm. it seems like it's. It, I, I think that they do do festivals here fairly regularly because it's kind of an ideal venue for a mid-size, you know. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be for a giant festival, but for something like this, a mid-size yes. festival it seems to play out really well. And it's a, it's a nice thing to have your movie shown at a theater that looks like a theater. Right. And not a right. Metroplex. Yeah, yeah. It has a big marquee. Well, Larry's probably downstairs right now directing people to restaurants because he did that a lot on Thursday. People would be like, oh, we're going to lunch. I don't know where to go. And they like, oh, well, this is down here and this is down here. We started referring to him as Julie. He's our cruise director. Right on. Yeah, Larry. Stand-up guy, that Larry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you don't have a film in this particular one. Oh, you're, I mean, produ- produce, you're, produce, produce, you're produced on two things. So that's, that's yeah. And then I'm a sponsor through my company, Horror Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's they heard the idea. ad at the beginning of the show. Oh, right on. Oh, fantastic. I hope you, you know, enjoyed the ad. You, you know we're, we run that ad at the beginning of every show, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Well, it needs to be updated. Well, well, we can do that. Um. The uh, yeah, and and you know, and we do, and I'll just pimp it real quick. We do limited editions every month in our Blu-ray pack. So, uh, you know, if you if you like subscription services and you like, uh, if you're particularly if you like horror and and Blu-rays or or DVDs, but that, the Blu-rays um, are a little bit more specialized. We send four movies a month for twenty-four ninety-nine, uh, and one of them is always a, a limited edition, usually an indie film that we source from festivals, just like Women in Horror. That, that we go out and talk to the filmmakers and get the rights because a lot of in the landscape now a lot of companies will pick up VOD you know, a lot of distributors right. will pick up VOD and they'll you know and they'll distribute it that way but they don't want to deal with DVD or Blu-ray because it's a it's an inventory cost model right where you have to actually right. make product and then sell it because a DVD and Blu-ray have become a niche market it's it's harder for indies to sell the amount you mm-hmm. need that you have to actually make. But as a filmmaker, you still want that thing to put on the shelf. Want it? They want it on the shelf. I, I as a filmmaker, both you know I. My last film, you know, is a Blu-ray, and I want this next one to be a Blu-ray too. You know, mm-hmm. and and all the filmmakers do. They they want they want that thing. So we offer that as an option, and we have enough customers that we can do a print run, and it's affordable, even at twenty four ninety nine for four movies, because the other three, you know, they're studio films that we buy in quantity. Yes. You know, I'd hope. Right, and and so we we have a nice product that, but the big benefit of our product for independent filmmakers and fans of independent filmmakers is you're going to get a movie, on Blu-ray that you will not get on Blu-ray anywhere else. It's not usually available on Blu-ray anywhere else. And the transfer has been supervised by a filmmaker. Uh, well, yes. Well, it, it, yes, exactly. Usually, I mean, you know, if, if it's on shot on film, like we don't really, like, we don't have a lot of transfer. Yeah, but anymore, if, the, but the, if actual, the transfer comes back and it's crap, you're going to tell somebody. Yeah, that's true. Slap the conversion it out there. is, uh, also, I do, I, I do personally supervise the conversion to Blu-ray, the Blu-ray format, so, and do a lot of the authoring myself as well, so. You know, it's a. I need to learn Blu-ray authoring. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a. I have a love-hate relationship with it. Yeah, I thought like, the hell out of a DVD, but. Uh, well, it's not. It's not. Honestly, it's not that much different. There's a, some extra bells and whistles you can do, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. And I usually. No, I have to. You have to. All right, I'm well, one of those people. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I don't do it. That's fair. That's fair. But it's 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 it's, it's fun, but it's also like you know, it's just it's a time-consuming process. And, yes. And 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 so I. Uh, I enjoy it when I'm in it, and I dread starting it, if that makes any sense, you know? I understand completely. Yeah. Which is a lot like writing, actually. Think about it. <laughs> it's a lot like writing. So. Yeah, I've still got that project I'm working on. Right. 
where my page oh, of my pages of notes get longer and longer and longer, but I don't see any script pages forming. Yeah. You got to bite the bullet at some point and just write some stuff and then go, oh, that's terrible, and write again. You know, yeah. over, rewrite it. But oh, I, I did that first part. Yeah. I got to the it's terrible part. And yeah. yeah. It always I'll let you know when I get to the rest of it. It always is up front. You just got to fight through it. Well, Re- the outline's rewrites, good. Rewrites are writing. It's, yeah. It is what it is, right? Rewrite it. Writing is rewriting, or rewriting is writing, or whatever. I forget how the saying goes. But Either way. Yeah. So we have not had you here since you've debuted your new movie. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, all right, sure. Okay, fair we, enough. We hinted we, at it last time you I were know. here. Yeah, right, and then and you guys have been asking. And to be fair, they've been asking me forever and ever and ever, and I've just been... We want people to see it. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, and we are coming out soonish. I don't have a date yet. Yeah, you um, were telling us last time. But we've... Or, well... In the lobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we've got, a, we've got a distribution deal, and we are working on... Authoring a Blu-ray? <laughs> Well, down the road, yeah. That's that'll that'll be after. Um, that'll hit after the the VOD, VOD. most likely. But, um, but yeah, like we have a uh, we have a deal in place, and we are actively waiting to find out what's going to happen as far as release date and where it's going to be. But uh, you can assume probably most of the major transactional out- outlets like Apple or you know iTunes and um, I guess it's Apple Movies now, right? Like they're actually dropping the iTunes moniker. Yeah, so, I don't know why. Apple I think Mo- they want iTunes to be music. And yeah, because it's, it's now Apple Podcast. Well, and they get the Apple TV thing, so they're trying to lean mm-hmm. into that a little, yeah. I think. So, so we had to change our stuff too because uh, we're no longer on iTunes; we're on Apple Movies. Apple Movies. Oh, interesting. But interesting enough, all of them go on my podcast go to iTunes. We're, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> they're in transition. It's fine, but we'll be there, and we'll be on Amazon and Vudu and uh, yeah, oh, well, Xbox uh, and PlayStation, X PlayStation, and, you know, and, and things like that. So we'll be we'll be on all all, there's, all the. There's quite a few now. Yeah, all the places you can buy or rent movies digitally, you know, and then after that we'll we'll see we'll see if we get you know if you get lucky you get picked up by a streaming service, mm-hmm. get lucky you get picked up by some other interesting places. That's and if you don't, then you don't. And about a year ago, I saw Morningside Monster at Target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the store. In the store. Really. I was like, I'll have that movie. Interesting. That is very interesting. I'd like online or just like in the store? No, in the, like store. In the physical store. In okay. the physical store. I did not know that. I'm going to hunt that. I'm going to have to figure out what happened there. Uh, you never know. Yeah, right? They you know, ordered a movie. The distributor said, oh, we'll send them some of these too. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, so, I thought you would like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a sign that you've made it as a filmmaker. Yeah, and Morningside did come out. We we did on DVD. Was it DVD or Blu-ray? It was DVD. It was, yeah, DVD. We came out. Um, th- That was 2015, early 2015. Mm. So it was like kind of right at... You only have the bootleg Blu-ray. There's no. Oh, you don't have the real Blu-ray. On the Indiegogo campaign. Oh yeah, no, you don't have the real one. No. Or the master one. Okay. I'll get you a copy. <laughs> I know a guy. Um, but yeah, no. Larry has that one though. Larry's got the. Larry's got that one. That one. Okay. Yeah, the, the limited horror pack. The horror pack edition. Mm-hmm. I called up the guy at horror pack and said, "Hey, I want to sell you a movie." <laughs> he said, "Yes, it's weird." You may have found the secret. Right. <laughs> yeah. My it's movie's fun. getting out there whether you people like it or not. Right. Well, yeah, so the DVD came out uh, through uh, uh, one of the last remaining physical distributors that will mm-hmm. do indie, indie films, and it, was, and it was fine, but it was, you know, it, it didn't do great because none of them do, you know. Well, yeah, you know, people have to know it exists to look for it. Right, right. Exactly. At least on Amazon, you can browse like, oh, just bring me up horror movies, and I can look through the list of horror movies, and this looks interesting, that looks interesting. Right. But if you don't know it exists, you, it's hard to find it. Yep, absolutely. It's it's a difficult, and the thing is, the reality is that there's so much content that it's really, really difficult to break through the noise, mm-hmm. and you have to, uh, 
the indie filmmakers who do it very successfully, and I and I say that not being one, I might add, <laughs> are the ones that uh, eat, drink, and breathe their product. Right? Mm-hmm. They they take their films on the road, they go to cons and festivals, mm-hmm. and they have you know they get the vendor tables and they set up and they sell their movies. Yeah, but they they also you know eat pizza rolls and. St- that sure. Are going yeah, out it's, to it's, eat it's, it's they, a, they make the sacrifice. It's a, it, you kind of make it your lifestyle, right? Like you're a traveling vendor, you know, and then you build an audience, and then uh, the ones I know who do it really well have, do do kickstarters for their next movie, uh, you know, and they bring in the, those guys uh, usually bring in twenty, thirty, forty grand, and they go make a you know their indie feature for whatever they bring in. And there again, when you started, there are so many kickstarters and so many yeah, you know, right? crowdfunding things. Season Spark, Spark, another good one. Yep, yeah, sure. But there's so many people doing it. You've got to get some some notoriety right. to and, get through people and looking for campaigns. These people have built audiences. Like they have one person by one person, you know, shook their hands and, and talked to them, and have built audiences. And it's paid off because now they have a, you know, you buy their movie every time a new movie, buy, and it's usually once every year or two that they make one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just kind of build that. And then they, you know, and they still do the VOD. They still put this stuff out. Traditionally, they just usually because they built these audiences the movies financed before they actually start shooting. Or yeah. one of the things I've seen a couple of the guys that do this and they do it well recently, they shoot it first and then their Kickstarter is, Hey, we've already got the movie buy it now and the Blu-ray will show up in two months, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you don't have to worry about it getting made. You don't have to worry about the filmmaker running off with the cash. <laughs> it's done, which I mean, which is a serious thing. Like it's a thing right. that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't know, you know, which makes it even harder for the, the good hardworking filmmakers who do use those platforms uh, to get people, because people will say, "Oh, I got screwed out of my money. I'm not going. To, right. I'm not going to support another filmmaker." So they people here have made a short that they want to make into a feature. Sure, that's very common. And yeah. they use the short as a proof of concept. Right. Yep. And that's and that's good, but that's not. It's not the same thing as showing up to your Kickstarter on day one saying the movie's in a can. It's done. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna do our Kickstarter for a month, and then we're gonna like literally print Blu-rays the next week. You know, and then we're gonna ship them to you. Like it's hard to beat that because that's no, that's no, you, that's a uh, a much safer bet. Yeah, as a as a consumer, to to bet on that, yeah, there is a movie, right? Um, and so yeah, so I a like lot the, of the, the, these, all these uh, products you see, they're getting Indiegogos for. It's like, oh well, we've got a prototype. No, you've got a plastic shell of a device, right? That you're wanting to get money to build, right? Exactly. So and you know, and so that's kind of the thing that's I, the thing I've seen start happening with the people I know who are very successful at the indie model and who do that sort of thing. So you know. And speaking of which, you have one out there that's that we talked about coming out. You want to give us a few words about oh, Haven's Inn? Haven's Inn. Oh, sure. Yes, Haven's Inn is a um, no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers, but it is a uh, like edge of the apocalypse, not quite post-apocalyptic, but right on the edge of the apocalypse uh, thriller uh, with some sci-fi and horror elements. But basically, uh, terrorists or cities start blowing up. I guess mm-hmm. uh, terrorism is, is a potentially good reason for why they start blowing up. And our protagonists get the hell out of Atlanta and head to some private property that they own in rural Georgia to wait it out, basically to, to wait out what's happening. And they run into other family members who they weren't expecting to be there. Ooh. And so there's some interpersonal conflict. Families. And, and then strange shit starts happening in the woods. Um, and that's the setup. And that's, uh, you know, if, if you like that sort of thing, you're going to like this kind of movie. What horror film doesn't like strange things happening right? in the woods? Exactly. And, and, and it's sci-fi, too. Like, it's a little of both. It's some sci-fi horror. And, uh, and it's just kind of a neat sort of like, uh, I, I, we had a really good time making it. I had a really, really brilliant cast mm-hmm. um, that includes Kat Tabor from uh, The Clone Wars. She plays Amidala in The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. 
there should be new episodes of that coming out. Too. Yeah, I think I think that they're running right now on Disney Plus. Yeah, and then Hannah Fearman was from VHS and Siren, and uh, she just did Dead by Midnight, which is uh, Tony Reams, who did um, the movie This Morning, Playtime's Over. Oh yes, his his anthology that he put together, Dead by Midnight. She's she's in the wraparound story for that. It's like she's just kind of a super a super talented horror actress who kind of has a role she's really well known for in the VHS and Siren movies. And then Megan Hayes, who's from Hunger Games and uh, uh, Future Man. Yeah, she did. If you if you've seen Future Man, she d- she plays the voice of Jim Cameron's house in one of these episodes, and it's it's hilarious. It is just a brilliant, brilliant. That show's pretty funny in general, but yeah. but it's just a brilliant episode. It's super funny and also then like can just kind of push that button and turn on into like drama superstar. So mm-hmm. super good. Um Alex Zuko who is who plays the brother of the lead and he is uh we found him through casting and he's a revelation and, and Anthony who is our, our uh, kind of our the boyfriend of the lead but also just kind of this interesting sort of quieter military guy who might have his own secrets and stuff ah. you know it's it's fun like it's just a fun fun ensemble film you know and a genuine ensemble and a genuine ensemble yeah i mean i mean i mean cat is the lead and her character is the arc that runs through it but everyone has a big role and it's it's just it's a lot of fun and we just went out to we honestly we just went out to the middle of rural georgia outside of augusta and shot a bunch of movie and it was great um not that you would know larry i know larry <laughs> i know larry too all right, so Larry's back. We can stop talking shit about him now. Nah, it's all right. Yeah. See Marissa in your shirt. I do not. She's wearing the there? morning side. Oh, hell yeah. I'll go down and say he hi. He loves wearing that. Oh, that's, hey, I don't, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of that shirt. I've got a couple of copies. <laughs> we have two. Um, I can't yeah. wear one. I can't wear uh, mine yet either. Yet. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. It's we're work, it's we're working goal. on it. Right on. It's goal-oriented weight loss. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. But by then I was like, this shirt is such great shape. I don't know if I want to actually wear it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man, I kept such good care of this thing. Right? Yeah. Don't wash it. Don't don't wash it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, don't dry it's, it. It's a joke. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't dry it. So using a lot of your people from Morningside as well? Oh, yeah. 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 Crew, I, I would say we pulled um, probably half of our crew is from my team. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, about about half. I would say we pulled several people from Morningside and then added some new people. You know, that's kind of, you know, the thing about Atlanta film particularly right now is that there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. People who were starting out when we made Morningside now have, like, real solid careers working on big shows yeah. for large productions and aren't always available, right? Right. And I'm so happy for them. Like, I like that's that's what you want. You want the people you work with to, to grow in their careers and be, you know, be in a place where it's difficult to get a hold of them because – because they're working so much. Yeah, and so means they, they've gotten some. I mean, they've been successful. Yeah, and you want, hopefully you want success for all your friends, right? Hopefully you want success for the people you work with. Um, you guys don't seem to want success for each other. That's weird, but hey, whatever. <laughs> no. We don't um, like each other. Yeah, fair. Well, this fair. is kind of one of those ancient witch curses where we're linked to each other. Oh, right? And, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. That was, that was interesting. This time, you're still working with Michael Harper? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, Palmer. so Michael Harper and Stacey Palmer are my, my ride-or-die people, right? Like, they're, 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 they're forever. So Robert Prago um, must be in it. Pra- Prago is in it, yeah. Oh, very, I was kidding, but yeah, that's great. Oh, sure, of course Prago's in it, yeah, yeah. Uh, Prago, yeah, I've got a handful of actors who, Prago being one of them. Um, if you don't know Robert Prago, he's been everything. Turn on like, your TV. Yeah. Just, just turn on your TV. Just turn on um, TV and flip channels. He was just in Watchmen. He was just in the opening of one of the Watchmen episodes, um, well, he's in Sully with Tom Hanks. He's in Constantine. 
uh, a couple years back, Constantine TV mm-hmm. series. He, I mean, he's just all over the place. He works constantly, and uh, and he's just happened to you know he's the lead in my last feature, Attack of the Morningside Monster, uh, and then he has a like kind of a great small role in this one. And uh, I just cut a new trailer, and I there's a 10 second segment with him and Cat um, that we just button we have a button sing, stinger on the trailer. It's just funny and just so perfect uh, to end the trailer. When will that be going up? Or Is that the new trailer? Yeah. Uh, I don't know yet because that's it's going to the distributor. It's specifically timed to the distribution, so whenever the film gets a release date, it'll be part of that process. It'll come out a couple weeks before, probably or whatever. Let's say the name of it. Oh, what? Yeah, no. Oh, Haven's End. Oh, Haven's End. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, you can't say that. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. Don't, why would you say that? Why? You're you just said scared. it. Why would you? No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Haven's End. No, and there, there is an existing trailer out there. If you want to, if you want to look on YouTube, Haven's End trailer. There's an existing one. Uh, this new one is functioning a little more for the VOD release. So, Getting so. all the marketing streamlined. Yeah, know. exactly. So I like the other trailer, too. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. We'll put up a link as soon as it's okay. out there. Cool. Thank you. Guys. Yeah. So what else you want to talk about? Yeah, look no, no, in, I just look got in the description below. That's what they do on YouTube. Oh, I we're, hate that. We're giving links. Right. I hate that. It's like, it's like, you know what most people mean by that gesture, right? This? No, the one where the, you're shooting from waist up and you're pointing down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that whole YouTube redistribution-y thing that they're doing. Oh, they're oh acting. gaming, comics-oriented, they're classifying as family-friendly. Oh, I've, yeah? I've, I've noticed the commercials going along with them now. Does it fall oh, right, right, yeah, the new YouTube. All right, so I, if you I have a, a, a gaming channel and you use adult language, they end up they trying to monetize they can, you. They, yeah, you, there are ways around it, but... yeah. I've actually seen it with a couple of the channels that I watched. After the thing, they put a kids commercial. Oh, interesting. And I'm okay. like, they don't do it with my guitar. Once. I mean, aren't you? Aren't you like? Aren't you supposed to like self qualify if you have adult content or not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I did read something about that. I don't. I don't pay a huge ton of attention to the YouTube. Uh, like, I mean, I went in and checked landscape. the channel just in case. But, but yeah, you know, we don't post that much on YouTube and. Not really. But just, I didn't want to get a you know nasty email and sure. like, hey, you owe somebody ten thousand dollars because you. Back their kids' lives. Oh. What, Jim Adams saying fuck? Is this going to ruin your life? I'm going to owe a lot of that's money for ad- that. If that's the that's case. the most adult content we have on YouTube. I was a clown right. for two years. I ruined hundreds of children's yeah, fair, lives. Fair. Oh, just in case you yeah. need a third feature, there you go. Right? Uh, no, I don't. I actually am not a huge Scare. fan. I'm not a huge fan of clown horror. Scarier than the like, some, people, some people find them very bothersome. I, 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 I don't. Oh, they did, I did. A friend of mine, uh, Jason Buterin, he just did um, Killing Giggles, which is a Oh, cool. Which is a horror film about a guy who decides to kill all the clowns because he's, ah. he's fed up with them. It's a little like kind of reverse clown horror, and I, I like that. I, I I'm very excited to see um, see when that comes out. It's got Vernon Wells and Felissa Rose in oh, it. Yeah, cool. it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun little film. Shout out to Jason. I don't know where we are. So, but we were talking about distribution for Haven's End and oh. various other filmmaking things. Yeah, we yeah. talked we talked briefly about Horror Pack. We talked briefly I was about, about to say, did you talk about Toothache? Yeah, Toothache was great. Yeah. I was just telling Stacy, I go, the, the, it was great. I go, the one thing that got me in the whole thing was first shoot. Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoiler. Got to cut that out. So basically what you're saying is instead of talking to me, you just you like Stacy better and you decide well, to talk no, to her. I, No, it's her, fine. No, it's fine, Larry. We see it's her fine. more. Yeah. I see. You know, I catch you online. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but when Stacy told me the idea, I immediately was like, oh, yeah. That's gonna work really well on it a is. lot of people, mm-hmm. and 
and it and it does, and you, you see it. We saw it this morning. Like it's really effective. We saw it just talking to uh, Vanessa there when we were talking about right? the movie. She's like, Ugh. right? It just yeah, it just it's just some people that really really like it really gets like a very primal sort of it hits a spot. Well, it's like the, the, something under the nails, you know? Right? Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, yeah, exactly. So I, so I even though I was like, it's not gonna hit me that hard. I know it's going to hit a lot of people hard, you know, and, and it, and and it, it does. does. So, yeah. Well, that's part of the joy of being the filmmaker is like finding that button and pushing it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They, they even have a, a category called trigger films or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. The, what are they calling it? Triggered or triggers or triggered or, but yeah, that's a trigger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, yeah. I got you drunk. You did get me drunk. That was nice. I still owe you for that though. No, yeah. no, you gave me the, the Psycho Steel book. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, that was... Uh, all right, that's all it takes to get me drunk? Fantastic. I don't know. By the way, this theater sells whiskey. Yes. That is dangerous. It's a full, it's a full bar. That is dangerous. I did not know that until mm-hmm. about, well, right before this, actually. No. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We will get you a lift. Or an Uber. No, no, I'm not. I mean, I can lift you. I'll just <laughs> drop you somewhere. You, you don't want that. Yeah. Here you go. All good. <laughs> all good. But no, I just, yeah, I'm very fond of this theater. More so in the last hour. <laughs> Actually, I had never been into it before this weekend. Yeah. This is my first time. No, mine, mine too. But I'm just saying. I'm I was. I was I, here. I, I, I immediately felt like. It was yeah. Once he saw city. the whiskey. No, before that. Oh no. No, because yeah, it felt better. Ah, oh, no, there you go. Because yeah. he didn't even know about that on Friday. Right. What the whiskey? Thursday. Oh, that's true. Thursday. 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 Yeah. You. You. Yeah, you. You this. came and went. Did you guys see the dark red? Did you come on Thursday and see the dark red? We were up here doing. Oh, you were up here doing. Yeah, that. yeah we, we dark did. Red. Dan Bush, April Billingsley. Really, yeah. really good. We, we really had a good. we had uh, two Pimp very long. Oh, yeah, Pimp, yeah. You know what I'm, you know what we're about. We yeah. don't care. Go for it. No, nah, it's really good. But yeah. We had two really well, long we interviews. That's why we let people go for it. Well, right. you know what I mean. Well, Dark Red, March sixth on VOD. Oh, Check very it out. cool. Check it out. It's like really, really like kind of tour de force performance from April Billingsley and Dan Bush just directed the hell out of that movie. So uh, you've got about fifteen well. minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to get back down there. He, they, Are you doing the? He's doing the Q and A guy for the last. Okay. The last one. Cool. So you can go down there and heckle him. Oh, uh, excellent. Yeah. I, I honestly. I got a question. Y- y- and you know what the thing is? You got like, a dumb hat. I, I, I respect the filmmakers, so I'm not gonna do that. Yes. If it was just Larry up there, yeah. I mean, yeah. But if it was just me up there doing like five minutes, right, I would I, expect it. Right. Exactly. Because honestly, if people aren't heckling heckling me during yeah. my five minutes. I'm not going to have five minutes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, like two and a half. I, like, those are the jokes. I've got a strong 60 seconds, and then I've got yeah. four minutes of people yelling at me. Yeah. He is our generation's Arthur Fleck. There you go. <laughs> uh, kind of hoping for Don Rickles, but all right. Yeah. Anyway. So what else we got to ask? I have no idea. I, I came in late. Anything on the horizon? Um. Other than the sun? So, yeah, so I'll talk about it in vague terms because it is one of those things I have to talk about That's in okay. Vague we enjoy when you do um, that. That's right, and I know it's, it's so funny. Down. You know, it's really funny. You guys were interviewing uh, Kay uh, from Black Lake right before, and I was mm-hmm. watching, and, and it was really funny because you asked her that question. like, so what's up next? And I'm like, they just premiered the movie last night. Like, can't somebody just have five minutes before you figure well, out what the next ha- thing is? I know, I know. I know it's a traditional question, yeah, yeah. and I know that it's, 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 it's a necessary thing, but... Um, well, we had another one here that, that literally has only done... Two festivals and was getting ready to do two more, yeah. and I was like, "So what's next?" So yeah, well, and it's I mean, and but you also have an answer. Well, we're gonna keep doing the horror pack, and we're gonna do this. Yeah, well, sure, we are gonna keep doing the horror pack. Yes, absolutely. No, I've got a um, I've got a bigger feature, and by bigger I mean uh, a more normal indie budget, uh, a much higher budget than either of my previous two films, and it's an action 
Um, it's an action film with uh, like kind of dramatic action. Uh, it's a really cool premise. Um, not going to talk about the title yet. Uh, really cool title uh, that fits the premise really well. But That's the title, everybody. Really cool yeah, title. Yeah, really cool title, yeah. Um, but I but I just we're just we're still we're, we're just still in pre-production and we're we're in casting right now and looking at actors um, and more in line with actors that you might like. What are you looking at me for? Did you give me your card? Oh oh yeah 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 no I yes so let's hey hold on we're gonna come back to that in just a second. okay all right it so, is there was an action though. no 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 this is good this is this I don't need to move in an um, action movie you need to move no I can be the guy blown up that's a prerequisite right so. In an action movie, you have to be able to move. I could be the bartender. No, yeah, there's going to be bartenders. No, 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 that, that's that's fair. Yeah, and we will absolutely pull from our, our peer base for, for um, a lot of the roles. But we're casting leads right now, and, and they're going to be uh, recognizable actors. So, yeah, so... Because uh, he has a budget. Cause, cause, right, because no, theoretically. Nobody forgets his face once so, they've seen it, and I'm right. very recognizable. Right, I understand. You, you have to do the, the small part before you get the big part. You, you are the Mark Boone Jr. of Atlanta indie film. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But anyway, so so yeah, so and it's exciting and it's bigger and it, it involves more people and, and more pressure and uh, and so I'm just kind of like taking the ride right now and seeing what happens, you know. And, more paperwork. And, right. Well, yeah, but the nice thing is I actually don't have to do that. Like oh. I have to do that on the smaller film. Somebody else does that. Oh, nice. Film. It, yeah, it's, it's a line item on the budget. Knock on wood. So uh, yeah, so it's it's a different thing for me. It's a different beast, and I'm I'm hoping to. Uh, it's a great script, and I'm hoping to make a great film out of it. Shooting here. You think? Yeah, it'll be, it's, it is Atlanta-oriented script. It will absolutely shoot in Atlanta. Yeah. You say because that'd be weird otherwise. Yeah, right. Everybody else is. Might as well. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. You can. I mean, exactly. Like, like when when you have the tax credits the way they are in Atlanta, why would you not shoot an Atlanta movie in Atlanta? It's, exactly. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I was actually asked to do this. Oh. Oh wow. It, was, it came to me. Oh, cool. Um, as a yeah, and and uh, I lo- read the script and loved it and said yeah. This is a lot about you. It is. It was very nice. It was very. Um, it was very uh, flattering, obviously, yeah. and uh, hopefully I can do it justice. You know, we'll see. No, but we got to go back. We got to go back to the, the the thing. So yeah. So Larry and I. Larry was going to be in Haven's End. Um, let's just. I'm just going to put. I was. Yeah, yeah. Larry was going to be in Haven's End. I had a lot of voice roles, and I was like, yeah, Larry, come do a voice role because Larry's obviously a great voice actor. Several of the roles had to go. And I, I apologize because that's that's what happened. Is that is that, honestly is that, with what I had going on it during the time that you were doing most of it, it might yeah. have not worked out. Um, well, fair enough. But I, just, I, I, I do feel bad and I apologize. But we did. We actually cut uh, a handful of roles out because we just had to streamline it a little. Yeah. And you know, it's part of the job. Man. He's yeah. got to get used to this. He's, he wants to be an actor. Yeah, but but it was yeah. But so just to be clear, it wasn't had nothing to do with being an actor, though, right? Like like it's it's the dude, other thing. It's all the. If I was mad about it, I would have hit you up at some point in time and been like, and hey, beat, dude, what happened? Beat me to death with a, well, cannon, I don't know with a crowler. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the time? Did we, did we talk about the crowler last time I was here? The time, no, we haven't talked the time about it. you messed me up. So let me tell you this. For, for, for a, How much time you got? Have you got about four, seven, seven, eight minutes, six minutes, something? Uh, yeah. Minutes? All right. All right. So I'll do it in two. Well, well hold on. I'll, lead, I'll do a quick yeah. lead up to it. You all have heard that I own a brewery. At some point in time. At some point in time. Uh, a crowler is the 22 ounce can that you see in convenience stores it's sealed and done at a brewery for consumption at home right so uh days of the dead this is probably a couple years ago i don't know it was two years ago oh you know okay so two years ago and uh yeah and so i show up and i'm it's saturday afternoon and i'm trying to make it to the woman independent filmmakers panel the independent filmmakers panel is right Right. after that right which you know i was sitting in on that one yeah so I, i i was trying to make both of those but I walk in the door, and you're right there. Mm-hmm. You're like, "Hey!" And you hand me a crowler. Yes. Uh, of what? It was really good. What, what was it? Do you remember? It was something. No, something. it was dark. It was dark. And it was, and it was nine percent, twelve or thirteen percent. Twelve or thirteen. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You so didn't tell him I that didn't, in advance. I didn't. I did. He, he, no, I don't he, think he heard me. I don't think I didn't. I thought it was nine or something, which is still a lot. It might but, have been ten. But so but here's the thing. I so I go. 12. I go into the the panel, and the women's panel is standing room only. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. Seats are gone. There are people lined up. There's a spot on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just sit down. I literally sit on the ground on the wall, and because several of my friends are on this panel, right? And so I and and I I pop the crowler, and I'm just sipping the crowler for the hour of this panel. And the panel's over, and people leave, and I'm like, oh, good, I can grab a chair now, right? So I stood up, yeah. and I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? Like, and that's how bad it was. And I just sat, I literally sat there through the entire second panel, drunk, not oh, knowing yeah. how I got into this situation. I'm like, I just had one beer, but it's really nice, it's really two beers, and then it's really like four. It's re- yeah, it's like I mean, two beers, and then the alcohol level is like four, it, yeah, right, in one can, and 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 then and right, and then I went out after it. I was still drunk, yeah, and I and I remember like harassing Jeff Strand and 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 Lynn Hansen <laughs> in the hallway. Uh, sorry, Jeff and Lynn, <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. That was really funny. But I was I was messed up for a couple hours. Yeah, that's not, what not I'm planning, planning to that, not planning to. Be, that's what the brewery was I for. I hadn't eaten much food either. So no, it was, yeah, it was just all. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I remember seeing you later, and you were like sweating, right, <laughs> and like leaning, and you're like, "Hey, yeah. that beer was really good. It I was... gotta go get something." <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. And uh, I was told later, this Days of the Dead, Diego was like, "You just killed Etheridge, man." Oh yeah, no, I was like, "Yeah, it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all." It was fun. I had a good time. Let's <laughs> sure. see. That's all that matters. Yeah, I can't do that for you anymore. So. I know it's sad. Not really. He can't do it for himself anymore. I can't do it for myself anymore. Yeah, that, I can't drink it all sad. now. Oh, that's the sad. That is sad. All right, are we? Are we? I, th- I think we. I think we're like. Uh, I coming to a natural yeah. conclusion. I here, unfortunately yeah? only have five minutes. Now nah, let's just, let's wrap it up. But uh, put a bow on it. Hey, thanks for coming by, Chris Etheridge. It's great to see you. It's great to hear about Haven's End and whatever the hell else you talked about, since I don't really know. <laughs> and uh, I actually have to get going downstairs so I can sit in on the last feature, Mass Hysteria, and then do the Q&A. So uh, I'll He's see you all. going to be a public figure. I'll see you all always, It's always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you. And get drunk with Etheridge because it's fun. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> And there you have it, another great interview by Achieving Reality Film School. Chris Etheridge was great, and we hope to see more of him very soon. Stay tuned for more interviews right here with Achieving Reality Film School. Hey everybody, Larry here from Achieving Reality the Podcast. So you've missed the last few episodes, have you? That's cool. We got you covered now. That's right. Achieving Reality, the podcast, is now on Spotify. Nice, right? So now you can listen to us on Podbean, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, and Spotify. We're growing and growing. I mean, wow. Follow us on Facebook and give us a listen on all of our new platforms and our old platforms. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you soon.
Hey, man, just kind of wondering why we haven't been on for a while, you know? Because, you know, like, uh, we really enjoy being on the show. Yeah, this is weird. It's not right not having us on. I mean, Klaus loves to be on Mittlerary and loves to torture Neil. Yeah, man, get out of here. It's creepy, man. What is wrong with you, Neil? Uh, wait, no, that's me. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got confused for a second here. Hey, what is wrong with you, Klaus? Listen, I'm tired of listening to the two of you morons. Now get to work. Go find something. Klaus, you need to get on over there to the store and, and run that right now. Whatever, Scruffy. I am gone. Yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs, man. Probably smoke a bowl and eat a cheeseburger or something. Bye!